Hi, Jan. Hello. Can you believe it? You finally made it on the Making Changes podcast. I know. Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. <laughs> wow, I didn't know there was a singing contest on the podcast, too. <laughs> That's why they won't ever let me be on a podcast, but now that I have the chance, I'm going to This is Jan, a senior producer here at INC Media. And today, she's going to thank someone who she hasn't seen in nearly 20 years. So tell us, who are we talking to today? Today, we're talking to Sheldon Tawata, who I like to call Mr. T. He was my college uh, guidance counselor, and um, he was the one who helped me um, dream myself out of Kalihi, <laughs> a small town Where's in Kalihi? a small town in Hawaii. Um, I never thought I was gonna leave the islands. From INC Media Audio, this is Making Changes, a podcast about the changes we go through and the life lessons we learn along the way, but always with God by our side. I'm your host, Elio Garcia Pablo. Welcome to season two. Whether you're listening to this while driving, working out, or walking the dog, we're so glad you're choosing to spend your time with us. So we're starting the season with a thank you series. It's basically surprise phone calls or video calls to people who have made a positive change in someone's life. And it's a chance to say thank you. Are you nervous about seeing him? When was the last time you saw him? I, I The last time I saw him was when I left Kapilani Community College. And today it's Jan's turn. We're calling her community college counselor, Mr. Sheldon Tawada, who she fondly calls as Mr. T. Having the opportunity to say thank you to him is actually kind of exciting. Um, so in one sentence, how did um, Mr. T change your life, you think? How did he change my life? Uh-huh. Um, he changed my life in a way where there were I could see opportunities. I really started taking school seriously after I met him. Well, I think it's time. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, see if Mr. T is online. Okay, I hope he remembers me. It's been a long time. All right, let's see if Mr. T is on. Hi, Sheldon. How are you? Thank you so much, Sheldon, for um, agreeing to do this, you know? No, it's and, my pleasure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Were you surprised, though, that you get a random call about a former student from years and years ago? You know, when you told me the year, uh, I couldn't believe it was that long ago. Mm-hmm. It still seems like yesterday we were sitting in an <laughs> office together trying to figure out her leaving Oahu, which is mind-blowing still. Right, right. No, I think, as you probably know, any youth leaving Hawaii, that's a huge, huge step. Like, huge. Yeah. Uh, Jan refers to coming to California as coming to America. Because, <laughs> you know, the mainland for her is America. Well, without further ado, here's your former student, Jan Valerio. Jan, come say hi. Jan. Good Hello, morning, Mr. T. Jen. Hello. Oh my God. 
This guy. Okay. This is the man. So, um, leading up to this day, uh, you know how images come up in your mind? You think, okay, uh, this student did this or this student did that. And I don't know why this image stuck in my mind. And this could be true Jan form, but she probably won't remember this. But when she was at KCC, um, she would have her scooter on campus. Yes. And go from one class to the next, I thought. Two, is she that lazy? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, um, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought there was no one, no one on campus that did that. And so <laughs> when I saw that, I thought, that's Jan. And so then to me, that's that's true Jan form. Like I, she, who, she is who she is. She's going to do what she's going to do. Doesn't care what other people think. That's Jan. <laughs> Yes, I did have a scooter. I can't believe you remember that. Because oh, yeah. I, I barely remember that. But now that you bring it up, I'm like, yes, I did scooter around campus all the time. Um, so I wanted to thank you, Mr. T, um, mm. for being part of this podcast. When uh-huh. Aleo said that the theme of the podcast was a thank you series, you mm. were the first person that oh, popped into my, my head. Because I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. Every time I find myself in a spot where I'm like, man, you know, I'm in a good spot in my life. I love what Mm. I do. I always think back to how Mr. T believed in me because I have to. I don't remember if I told you who I was in high school. I wasn't a good student. I did Mm. the minimum. And when you're doing the minimum, the teachers I grew up with, um, they would say things like, you know, if you don't have good grades, you can't go to college. If mm. you don't have good grades, you can't go to um, uh, uh, even a vocational school. You can't do mm. this. You can't get a good job. So in my head, I'm, I was always thinking there's no opportunities for me because I, I wasn't motivated. Um, my outlook was small. So mm. the only thing people were telling me was like, go to a community college. Um, but my grades and my confidence were so low that I was thinking, what if a community college doesn't even accept me? Until one day during the summer before transitioning to, to KCC, Kapiolani mm. Community College, mm. um, there was a little dream in my heart. Like I, I had bought a camera and I was starting to film things and putting things together. And I was like, this is interesting. Maybe, maybe there's something for me here in broadcasting. Or mm-hmm. I knew I had to do uh, broadcasting or film. And then I remember walking around campus and there was this bulletin and it, it said, uh, I was already in KCC and there was this bulletin that said, oh, see, a college counselor. It all began with a flyer that Jan saw on one of the campus bulletin boards that had a happy face on it that made her go see a counselor. And that's how she first met Mr. Sheldon Tawada, who encouraged her to check out a San Francisco State University to pursue a major in broadcast journalism. Have you heard of SF State? I said, no, but sounds fancy. SF. <laughs> and then you said, and then you said, I actually came from there. And I looked at you with bright eyes. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy came from the mainland. He knows. He has experience. He can teach me. And so you're giving me this whole two-year plan for mm-hmm. me, all these classes to take. And then at the end, it, it was kind of overwhelming for, for me because this was the first time you you even looked at me and you were like, Jan, this requires some hard work. Um, <laughs> so I, I looked at you and I said, okay, you think I can do this? And then you said, can, mm. Jan, can. And then I said, 
This is the first time anyone has ever told me can. Because mm. in high school, they said can't. Well, mm. After talking to you and you said can, I was like, maybe, maybe mm. there's hope here. And then I walked out of that um, of your office thinking, eh, maybe it's just today I feel motivated. But mm. then you emailed me and you said, hey, how's it going? Um, come to me once a week so we can make sure you're on the right plan. Mm. So I started coming in once a week. And then I started coming in like twice or three times a week. And I would just sit there and I'd be like, Mr. T, I think I'm going to uh, flunk this class. And you were like, you just got to study, Jen. And then that was and the And from first there, time what began as a once a week counseling session became three times a week for Jan. Every time Jan had challenges with her classes and felt like giving up, Mr. T would tell her, just stick to it, Jan. And when it came to financial aid assistance, he helped her fill out all the required paperwork and even told her what to expect once she moved to the San Francisco Bay Area. It's easy. You made everything sound so easy. And then when everything was approved, you even said, Jan, you can live. Where are you going to live, Jan? And I said, I don't know. And you said, I used to live in Westlake. It's foggy there, but mm. it's okay. And um, it's close to SF State. You can take the BART. I was like, what is BART? They no more aloha the bus. And then you said, no, they have a BART. It's like a train. And I said, I'll go take the train, mister. And you were like, yes. Like you never sounded annoyed. You were so encouraging. Hmm. And then you, you just... You just helped me. And it's what, 20 years later. I don't want to date myself. It's 20 years later. But uh, I, I always want to, um, I always think back to how, how blessed I've been mm. in being able to have this career. I work in nonprofit. Um, mm -hmm. we're, we work for Christian Media. Um, and it's been such a blast, this, this journey, um, doing the job that I love, being able to have the college degree to help in this in this um, this type of meaningful work. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful to you. Mm -hmm. And I actually, this is very full circle for me, Mr. T, because mm -hmm. Aaliyah is actually the one who introduced me to this type of work. So she was the one who planted the seed in my heart and you're the one who helped me execute it and I don't think it's it's a conf it's a it's coincidence that you went mm. to SFC. I feel like it was all aligned and God made it happen this way. And to think I never thought that I was going to leave the islands. I never thought mm. I was going to leave Kalihi, but God had other plans and he he allowed me to cross paths with Aleo and you. So I'm thankful actually to both of you. Oh my goodness. You know what's amazing about that story is I always I don't I don't know maybe this is the reason why I'm on high blood pressure medicine because every time I meet with students it's I want to make sure that they are doing the best for themselves and the thing for me even as like a parent um, you want to intervene you want to dare I say control because you just want to make sure that folks are living a healthy and fruitful life. And so to be on the sidelines, I got to tell you, super stressful. And so when you mentioned, oh, hey, mister, I want to, I think I want to go to the main. And I was like, okay, let's go. But my 
palms are sweaty, <laughs> blood pressure's high. <laughs> but in my but I think like with all of us, there's this degree of faith, right? You just have to just kind of believe. But um, the fact that you're in this place right now makes me so unbelievably happy because the thing that I feel people don't know what they have inside themselves is resiliency. And that goes a long way. And so, Jen, if you think, if you can think back to um, the moment, not the moment you bought your, well, let's take it back to that point. Think back to the moment you bought your plane ticket. Was it a one-way ticket or two-way? Was it a round trip or one-way? It was, it was a one-way. What did that feel like? Honestly, I was scared. I, because mm. like I said, like like you even mentioned, like this is a new place. This mm. is a um. I'm leaving everything I know. Mm. And do they even speak my language? Do will they understand pigeon? <laughs> will Will I learn English? <laughs> um, but but yeah, like um, buying that plane ticket was scary because mm. it is a leap of faith. I, but I kept thinking, you know, God God brought me to this point. Mister T believed in me. But you know, there was a time where, where I was here after six months and it was foggy, and I was like. Huh, I'm gonna go home. I know more money mm. for for uh, my financial aid is running out. Um, mm. but um, I'm gonna come home as a loser. Nah, mm. I don't. I don't like come home as a loser. <laughs> you know, I I'm gonna stick it out. I'm gonna stick it out. So at your six month point, like what made you push through? What really pushed me to stay? Um, I had um was able to get a tuition waiver for SF State that allowed me to pay my uh, tuition. I went to the registrar office to see how much it would cost. Because mm. my family was having financial difficulties at the time too. I'm waiting for some crazy amount. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> um, they, the lady at the registrar's office said, $3. And I was like, what? What? $3? I said, these are four full-time classes. And she was like, yeah, $3. And Mr. T, I kid you not, I had $5 in my pocket. <laughs> and I gave it to her. I didn't question her or anything. I went home. And you got changed back then. And it, I got changed back to, oh, take, to take the muni home. Oh, boy. When I went home, I checked my status online and it said that I got a tuition waiver, which is something I don't remember signing up for or how I got to huh. this day. But I do know that it was through my prayers because I kept praying and I said, you know, God, should I stay or should I go? And mm. this was a clear sign for me to stay. Mm. And um, so being at this point right now, I'm, I'm like, at, at, after that, I, I was like, I just got to keep going. I just mm -hmm. got to keep going because the signs were clear, like having you help me. And then once I was here in SF, um, having that tuition waiver, it was like all signs point to yes. So as you probably know, I, I'm still working with youth. So this this past August, I think May 20 or 21 years at KCC. What's neat about my job, everyone has a story to tell. And what makes being in my profession such a gift is that I get to hear everyone's story. But what's what always fills me is when they talk about and I sorry to keep bringing this word up again is resiliency. When I hear their story of 
how they've overcome all these challenges and just kind of pushed through is just simply amazing. I can, on a deeper level, understand because I too, similarly, I went to Roosevelt High School. I wasn't supposed to graduate. Um, I was told to go rake leaves instead of go to class. Um, I was told I'm, I'm better off just hanging out in the vice principal's office versus the classroom. But I understand what it feels like to be told you can't do this. I understand um, that attention is sometimes taken away from you because you don't shine like the others. But to me, I just have this um, heartfelt, natural connection for those who have to fend for themselves, who have to uh, dig for resources because it's almost a survival thing. And to watch them struggle, which is very uncomfortable for me, but to them see them succeed is like the best gift ever. And so, um, it you is know, now and then... You say, you, you say it's a gift for you. It's also, it's like a gift that keeps on giving. Um, it's, um, I'm always an advocate when younger people are like, oh, I'm lost or whatever. I'm like, talk mm -hmm. to your co college counselor, talk to your guidance counselor. Um, but talk yeah, to someone. I, yeah, talk to someone. Talk to someone. Um, mm -hmm. It helps. So I'm so, so, so thankful that you came on this podcast. I'm so thankful that you made time for this and that you remembered the scooter thing because that really was me. I was like, I wonder if you're going to remember anything about me. But I really, yeah, that, that was me. Thank you, Mr. T. It's my pleasure. And oh, my goodness, this couldn't have been a better day, better year. You know, this is just amazing. So thank you. Thank you. And again, I can't, I can't thank you both enough for this opportunity to be here. Well, I'm just going to jump in. I know Jan's really modest and she's not going to tell you these things, but um, Jan has traveled, you know, coming from Kalihi, Jan has traveled the world oh. just to find stories to tell. We've gone to South Africa. We've done documentaries oh there. We've gone all over Asia. We've gone, um, we've gone to Australia, and um, maybe after this, Jan will share with you. But uh, coming from Kalihi, a girl who doesn't really speak English, um, she's actually <laughs> she's actually our producer. She's our senior producer for one of our shows called Faith Speaks, mm. and it's basically a TED Talks, mm. but for young people. Wow. And you know, she helps write and coach them. You know, helps do their story arcs and mold their stories. And so, yeah, it, she's really come a long way and what she's been able to contribute to the world, to us here at INC Media and to the people whose stories she's told, you know, that's the impact from you making time, sitting oh down with her my. a couple of times a week and making sure she worked hard and got the sand out of her hair. <laughs> and just went to work. Um, but uh, what I wanted to ask Mr. T is, oh, see, I'm going to call you Mr. T now. Is that okay? <laughs> That's totally fine. Okay. Um, is what, what is it? You, you mentioned that you've been doing this now for, you know, over 20 years. What, what is it that keeps you mentoring and helping students like Jan and, and those who are lost and, 
helping carry them and telling them, look, can, 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 you know, and just giving this, this, those three letters makes such a huge difference. You know, I truly feel that um, we have this, we have this huge bank of change agents uh, and some people know it, some people don't know it, but I feel like every person I meet, um, they have the ability to make this place, make this world a whole lot better. And in whatever whatever contributions they make, be it in media, sports, whatever. Um, and I think when I see that spark happen, so like in Jan's case, when she just kind of saw the potential that's out there, that to me is the motivation. And to see that as my job, I mean, if you can imagine, my job is to see uh, people grow into the person that they want to be. And I, I think that's what keeps me going. And Jen, I know, were you and your sister the first in your family to go to college? Um, Did your parents go? Yeah, we're the first. My sister went to college and um, my mom was like, are you going to go to college? <laughs> are you going to make something of yourself? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, so even that, like I, I still meet with youth today where that conversation at the dinner table doesn't happen. Like, what do you what do you see yourself five years from now? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? I think the conversation is more, how am I going to pay the bill tomorrow? And so to hear that, I mean, it's it's it crushes your heart. But when you see those that just work hard, they embrace the reality and then they try to make that shift. Um, yeah, that's what keeps me going. And mm -hmm. also to your point that the conversations happening at the dinner table isn't so much about college, but rather how are we going to pay the bills? In fact, there's studies, right, that shows that less and less um, kids after during because of the pandemic are mm -hmm. going to college mm -hmm. because of the financial strains the pandemic has brought to families. Mm -hmm. um, how different or how much more challenging is it today to work with students because of how much the world has changed compared to almost 20 years ago during Jan's class? Certain things are, are, are just totally changing. It's becoming, okay, now how do I redefine everything now I, because I don't know what the future truly looks like. And so to me, Conversations I had with Jan are very different now because it's more, how are you able to reshape the next, the next move? Or how are you able to reshape what your next plan is going to be? Folks always had the ability, but now more than ever, you have the ability to be even a huge change agent because you can rewrite the script now. And so knowing your tools that you have, whatever passion that you have, how can you make it your own now? Because again, you can write your own script. I mean, I only saw Jan up until like maybe her third year of college. And after that, it's like, I had to let her go. I had to let her kind of venture let her fly. off. Yeah. Gotta let her fly. And then it's like, okay, I hope she's gonna be okay. And so <laughs> there's hundreds of students like that. Even now watching them take flight in light of everything that's happening in this world, but also kind of a joy to see what they're gonna do. As a, as a counselor, what would be your advice 
to students who may be listening to this, what would be your advice for the first step in them wanting to create a change to start their future? Talk to Jen and own a scooter. No, just joking. Uh, <laughs> that seems to be the secret, but um, I think it would be uh, talk to someone. Uh, it, it may not have to be a like a college counselor or a guidance counselor or whatever, but someone you trust, someone that you know won't pass judgment mm-hmm. and having that space where you can lay out all your ideas on the table and just have a dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it starts. Because mm-hmm. um, then you're then in a place where um, you are, again, free of judgment and you're just kind of flowing with your thoughts. And then I think that's a start. Would you say that God um, put Mr. T in your life for a reason? When you when you look at the path that God has laid out for you, how much of it was divine guidance, you think? Oh, definitely. I prayed a lot about my future. Um, and I remember the moment I was inspired to do the work that I wanted to do. I started praying and that's when I met Mr. T. And I believe God sent him there. He like he was a blessing in my life. Well, this was so awesome. Um, I want to thank you both. And, you know, when she spoke about you, uh, she just had such, you know, like glimmer in her eyes. You should have seen her eyes when I said, hey, guess what? He called back. He's going to be on the show. <laughs> so, you, you know, you said... She's made your day. She's made your year. I think uh, for Jen, it's even more so, huh, Jen? This is your dream. This was your dream. Number one, <laughs> to be on the podcast. And number two, to get Mr. Uh, T on. Uh, Mr. T, I always work behind the camera, behind the scenes. Yeah. I think they think I'm a liability or something when I'm, when I'm on. So well, now I'm, I'm on. <laughs> he can attest to that of all people, right, Mr. T? <laughs> So now I'm on, I get a chance to be uh, on the other side of producing. And I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited to share this platform to be able to thank you. Because, you know, I know when I left, I said thank you. I emailed mm-hmm. you when I left, I said thank you. Maybe five years afterwards, I emailed you again and I was like, thank you. But I I, I think I, mm-hmm. I, I will never will never stop being thankful for what you've done for me. Like I said before in high school, there was a lot of can'ts. You were the only who said Mm. can. Thank you so much, Jen. This is very special. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making this happen. Making Changes Podcast. Mm. Mm. Special thanks to Mr. T and Jan for being part of our thank you series. This episode just goes to show what a difference one person can make in changing someone's life. If you have a Mr. T that you'd like to thank for making a change in your life, send us a message on our Making Changes Instagram account. We'd love to hear from you and maybe even have you both on the show. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and we'd greatly appreciate it if you can leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. Be sure to subscribe to Making Changes to stay up to date with new episodes. And for more inspiring content or to learn more about the Iglesia Cristo or Church of Christ, log on to incmedia.org or download the INC Media app. Thanks for listening and may your change uplift you. Mm-hmm.